the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Consider that Jesus knows everything inside of us. There is nothing hidden from the all-seeing eyes of God. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're going to be in Luke 7. This is part two of a message that I entitled, Filling the Void. And we find ourselves where a man named Simon, he was a Pharisee. Now, as you know, the Pharisees were the highest sect of religious order of the day. So this Pharisee invites Jesus to come to his house. Now, the cool thing is that Jesus went. So you got a religious Pharisee. He invites Jesus to his home. Now, there was all kinds of people in his house for this big dinner. And he's got Jesus, who's the popular prophet teacher of the day. And so he invites him over. And all of a sudden, in the doorway of his home stood the local prostitute. And she was looking in. And so here you have this man of prestige, this man of wealth, this man of honor who's invited Jesus to his home. And now you have a prostitute standing at the door looking at Jesus. Well, she runs into the house uninvited, you could say, okay, and she bows down at Jesus' feet and she starts weeping and she's washing Jesus' feet with her tears and she's drying it with her hair. And so all of a sudden she pulls out this alabaster vial of perfume and she starts anointing Jesus' feet. Well, you know, Simon, the religious leaders, looking at this whole thing coming down, like, why is this prostitute coming into my house uninvited? And then she's weeping and washing Jesus' feet with her tears and wiping it with her hair. And so the Bible says that Simon was thinking to himself, if this man was a prophet, kind of like judging Jesus, you know, if this man is this prophet like he claims to be, it's like, doesn't he know what kind of a nasty woman this is? Why isn't he rebuking her? Why isn't he sending her away? So he was thinking all of that to himself while all the time this woman was just looking for love. She was desperate for love, which brings up this other thought, you know, knowing the truth. So let's read the text here in Luke 7, picking up in verse 40. It says, And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And Simon said, well, say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two people that owed him money. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50 denarii. When they were unable to repay, the rich man graciously forgave them both. Which one of them, therefore, will love him more? And Simon, the religious leader, answered and said, I suppose the one who 
he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have judged correctly. All right. So notice Jesus uses a truth to bring out the truth. Now, again, back in verse 39, Simon had said to himself, if Jesus was a prophet, he would know what kind of a nasty woman this was. And now we have Jesus answering Simon's secret thought that was hidden in his heart and in his mind. Now, on the radio, I just want you to consider this for a second. All of you that are listening, consider that Jesus knows everything inside of us. There is nothing hidden from the all-seeing eyes of God. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 44, 21, that God knows the secrets of the heart. That word secret in the Hebrew language means the hidden things. Now, I don't know about you, but this is scary. I mean, imagine that. Everything that we've ever done in secret, that no one else has ever seen. Your parents have never seen it. Your best friend, your spouse. God sees everything and knows everything about us. The whole nine yards. Nothing is hidden from him. Everything that we've ever done is open and bare before him. Look, I hope you live to be as old as Bob Hope, one of the entertainers that this world has known. He lived to be 100 years old. But understand, one day will be our last, and then will come judgment. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12, 14, it says, For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. See, we have to understand, I think we think God thinks like we think. Did you get that? Okay. God doesn't think like we think. See, We present ourselves, don't we? I mean, like I got up this morning, okay? I'm in here recording this message for you here on the radio. And I got up, I took a shower, I shaved, I buzzed my goatee. You know, I got dressed, I put on deodorant, I brushed my teeth. I did all of these things today, okay? So before I went out of the house, my hair was done, everything, okay? That's what we do. We present ourselves. You know, the other morning I woke up, I looked like Doc from Back of the Future. My hair was going in 15 different directions. I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, you look like a mess. Okay, but see, we don't go out the door like that. We present ourselves. We dress ourselves. We we buy fashionable clothes, maybe some of us. You know, some of you ladies spend a lot of money in makeup, and you color your hair and all of these things, and we present ourselves. And, and maybe you present yourself at work as a certain kind of person. Oh, they're so-and-so. Oh, they're so nice. They're so sweet. Oh, you know, they're always, you know, looking out for others. And, you know, we present ourselves to people. But see... Sometimes it's not exactly who we are, right? Like someone will come to you and say, oh, how do you like my new shoes? And you're thinking to yourself, I wouldn't wear those shoes to a barn dance. It's like they look ridiculous. But what do we say? Oh, those are so sweet. I'd like to have some myself. It's like, you know, so we kind of fib a little bit here. We fib a little bit there. And we present ourselves a certain way. Oh, yes, I only get a rescue dog because I want to protect the poor little animals and everything. But inside you're thinking, oh, I hate that stinking rescue dog. He ate my couch and he ate my best pair of shoes. 
but you don't say that. You know, oh, I recycled because I want to save the planet. I have a small carbon footprint. I bought an electric car. I hate this electric car. There's no charging stations when you need them. But see, you know, what, what we present ourselves. My point is what we present to people and the image that we portray out there to other people, it's like we think maybe God looks at us in that way. But guess what? He doesn't. God sees us on the inside. He sees us like a clear transparency. He sees us at our worst. He sees all the little problems we have. In fact, when the Bible says that he will judge us, he doesn't just judge the actions that we do. God is going to judge the motive behind the action. Meaning you could do a good deed like, yes, I loan my neighbor, my lawnmower. Yes, of course you can use my lawnmower. And then you're thinking inside, you better not scratch it. And you better fill it up with gas before you bring it back. Oh, I can't believe it. He put a scratch in his eye. Oh, it's okay. No problem. It's not a big deal. Inside, like, I can't believe he did that. See, God judges what's happening on the inside. The reason I bring this out is we're all toast before the Lord. Outside of his forgiveness, there is just simply no hope for us. And now Jesus looks into the eyes of Simon and he asked him an obvious question. He says, hey, listen, Simon, I got a question for you. Hey, one guy was forgiven a debt of 500 denarii. Well, at the same time, he forgave another guy 50 denarii. Now, understand a denarii was like uh, a day's wage. So in our economy today, one guy was forgiven if he was making 25 bucks an hour, working an eight-hour day, that's 200 bucks. 200 bucks times 500, that's $100,000. So one guy's forgiven 100 grand. The other guy, using the same analogy of 25 bucks an hour, you know, uh, 200 bucks a day, he's forgiven 10 grand. He says, the question was simple. It was straightforward. It wasn't rocket science. Which one will be the most thankful, the guy that was forgiven a hundred grand or the guy that's forgiven ten grand? And Simon replied with the obvious answer. Well, I guess the guy that was forgiven the most. And what did Jesus say? Bingo. That's right. You know, the guy who's forgiven the most is the one who's going to be the most thankful. And now Jesus takes this self-righteous religious hypocrite to school. Simon was able to discern the truth about a simple analogy of two people being forgiven of their debts. But he was clueless on how it related back to him and this woman prostitute who's probably been kicked around her entire life. I wonder how many of us have been kicked around in life. As you know, it doesn't feel very good at all. Yes, it's so easy to judge others when you're living off of a golden platter. But there's always a story behind every hardened life. Years of heartbreak, years of letdowns. I wonder what happened to this woman when she was 5 to 10 years old that led her down the path in the road of prostitution. Well, we don't know, but God knows everybody's story. And God knows your story. You know, when me and my wife were living back on the East Coast, we lived outside of Washington, D.C. And every Friday night for like a year and a half, we would go down to the Red Light District, which was right up the street. It was on 14th Street, right up the street from the Washington Monument, uh, just over from the White House. And every Friday night at about 11 o'clock to about 3 in the morning, it just had tons of prostitutes and everything that comes along with it. So we started ministering to these prostitutes, and God allowed uh, seven of those girls to come off to the street. And so we were really able to lead some to Christ and some pimps. And, you know, it was actually quite amazing ministry. 
But the point I want to make, though, is every single prostitute, and we kind of got to know about 50 prostitutes, you know, pretty good, you know, kind of got to know them kind of behind the scenes kind of thing. And every single one of the girls that I had talked to, every single one of them had either been molested by a family member or a close loved one, a friend or something. So, you know, you think like, well, what leads people down certain pathways? And I'm not saying someone couldn't become a prostitute some other way, but I'm just telling you that's my experience with dealing with that. So who knows what happened to this woman that led her down this path when she was a little girl? And if you have a hard story, I am so sorry that you've had to go down the path that you've had to go down. But I know this. I know that God wants to meet you. I know that he wants to open your eyes to the truth of his great love for you, no matter what you've done and no matter where you've been. Maybe it doesn't make any sense to you right now, but if you commit yourself to Jesus, I know that he will be able to pour into your life and into your broken soul. That's what we want to do here at Core Church Los Angeles. We want to teach the truth of God's Word. We want to be a beacon of hope to those who are broken. I wonder if you know anyone who's broken. I wonder if maybe you're broken. Well, I'd like to invite you to Core Church Los Angeles. We're on the west side of L.A. We're at the intersection of the 10 Freeway and La Cienega, 200 feet north of the 10 Freeway, across the street from Kaiser Hospital. And we have three services on Sunday that I'd like to invite you to come to. Maybe you live 45 minutes away. Maybe you live an hour away. But listen, get in your car and you come. You know, we have an 8.30 a.m. service and a 10.30 a.m. service. We also have a 6.30 p.m. service. Listen, it's Sunday. There's not near the traffic, so get in your car and come. Now, listen, if you're on the East Coast listening on our 19 stations back there, you can download our free app. In our free app, you can watch our live services. You're three hours ahead back there, obviously. But again, we have a service at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern time for you. That's 6.30 p.m. here. So anyway, download our app. You know, definitely be part of what God's doing here at Core Church Los Angeles, which brings up our final point here, finding forgiveness. Let me read you the text here in Luke 7, 44. It says, in turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, hey, Simon, do you see this woman? Of course he saw her. He goes, what's this prostitute doing in my house? He says, he says, I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But this woman has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. Hey, Simon, you gave me no kiss of greeting, but she has, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. Hey, Simon, you did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason, I say to you, Simon, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, talking about you, Simon, loves little. And he said to her, to the woman, your sins have been forgiven. Wow, this is crazy. Understand, only God can forgive sins. And these Pharisees are judging Jesus on who the heck he is. Now Jesus in this Pharisee's house is claiming to be God as he's forgiven this woman. Crazy. Know this. God desires us all to live eternally. God is not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Yet not all will repent and not all will come to Christ. So it seems with Simon here, as Jesus looks at this woman And he says to Simon, hey, Simon, I came to your house. 
yet you didn't wash my feet. Listen, in this culture, they didn't have sidewalks and asphalt streets and all this. It was all dirt past. Feet were dirty. And when you sat at a table, it wasn't a table like we have table and chairs. You sat on the floor and you ate on the floor, meaning that your feet are over in someone else's face. So in this culture, it was standard procedure. You come to my house, we're going to have a basin there to wash your feet and a servant to wipe your feet. But he says, you haven't washed my feet. You didn't have a servant here. You didn't have anything. This was a huge insult in this day and age. Yet he says to Simon, this woman who you disgust in your heart has washed my feet with her own tears and dried them with her hair. Now understand, a woman's hair was considered her glory. And it still is today. You ladies, you know, your, your beauty is surrounded by your hair. And Jesus wasn't finished with Simon. He goes, hey, Simon, I'm not done with you. You gave me no kiss of greeting. Again, this was an insult. A kiss in this culture was part of welcoming someone into your home. And this woman has not stopped kissing my feet. You still see it in cultures all around the world. People are greeted. We do it here in America. We hug each other, all that. Oh, thank you for coming over. People in other countries, Muslim countries, they kiss each other on the cheek. They still do this today. In this culture, it was an insult not to do this. Plus, Simon, you gave me no anointing for my head. Again, this was standard in this culture. It was a blessing that was given to your guests that you invited. Many times when me and my wife invite people to our home for a meal, we'll pray for them. We want to bless them, you know. Yes, we ask God's blessing on those that we sup with. And now Jesus points out to Simon, Look, this woman, this prostitute who you despise, has anointed my feet with perfume. What she once used to allure men, she has now poured out as a sacrifice of thanks to me, Jesus. Hey, Simon, listen to this. Her sins, which were many, have now been forgiven. Again, the whole reason that he was inviting him over anyways to find some way to accuse him, Jesus is telling him to his face now, you want to accuse me of something? Accuse me of being God, because only God can forgive, and I forgive her sin. Yes, her sins of shame have been cleansed. Her memories of guilt have been washed away. Jesus has cleansed them. Yes, as for you, Simon, though you stand in religious pride and arrogance with your beautiful clothes and all of this, because you love little, little will be forgiven for you. I think about what Jesus said in Luke 5.31. Jesus says, It's not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Remember, if God cannot get the attention of religious leaders, he'll always reach out to every harlot and every downtrodden person on planet Earth. I wonder today, as you're listening on the radio, if there's not just one person you know who is completely lost and broken in some way. Someone you could share this great message of grace and mercy with. Someone who's lost. Someone that doesn't have any hope. Someone who's just been broken by this whole COVID pandemic thing that won't seem to go away. Now, as we finish here this message, I wonder who you resemble here today the most. Do you resemble the self-righteous Simon? 
thinking that you're just fine all on your own, that you're satisfied with your life, you don't need Jesus, you have no desire to change from some of the areas that are not right in your life? Or are you like this woman who have sinned before God? Remember, the Bible says we have all sinned before God. The question is, are you willing to confess or to agree with God that you've sinned before Him? Are you willing to seek His forgiveness? This woman did, for she came to Jesus, and she came in total desperation. Her weeping was an expression of her deep repentance. She knew that she would be a spectacle coming into this Pharisee's home, yet that didn't stop her. I wonder what would stop you from coming to Jesus Christ right now, right here, maybe in your car, maybe in your house, listening on this radio. Know this, God is not looking for the religious. He's just looking for those who need a Savior. And for those who watched all of this happen, all the other dinner guests that were in the home that night, we don't know if there was 10, 20, 30 people in there. They were all amazed at how Jesus spoke to this arrogant religious leader. As they said to themselves, who is this man? This man who even forgives sin. And what a question that is, even here today, is it not? For every person on planet Earth must answer, who is Jesus? Is he the man that he says that he is? Is he just some prophet or some good moral example? Is he just some religious leader? Or is Jesus who he himself claimed to be the one and only way to be forgiven? The one and only way to heaven. The Bible says in John 14, 6, Jesus speaking, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Yes, like the people said in verse 49, who is this man? Well, we looked at two individuals here today on the radio. One thought, well, he had it all, yet he really had nothing. Well, the other had nothing, this prostitute, but she left with everything. Today, I ask you, who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say that he is? I wonder who you are. I wonder where you're at in life. I wonder if your sins are forgiven. I wonder if you really have the hope of eternal life inside. Listen, I don't care who you are, where you came from. If you need God's forgiveness in your life, God can forgive you. God can cleanse you. He can even refresh your soul. In fact, the Bible says in Acts 3.19, he says, Repent, therefore, and return to the Lord, so your sin may be forgiven, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Hey, let me ask it another way. Is there anyone listening right now that needs to be refreshed within your soul? Anyone? Well, if it's you and you're willing to say, God, I'm sorry of my sin, God will refresh you and he will refresh you right now. But you must pray and get right with him. And if that's you, I'd like to lead you in this prayer. The Bible says, pray it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. You pray this right now, and God will hear you. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me and that you were buried. But I believe you rose again. Come inside of me. Change me. Help me. Walk with me. 
be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, and be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, I just want to make sure that I get into your hands what we call a New Believer's Bible and a Connect card from Core Church. And it's going to help you lay a foundation of how we can really walk with Christ. So there's all kinds of notes that will help you in your walking relationship with Christ. I'd like to send you one of these at no cost. There's other people that help support the radio program. This is a no cost gift to you. So you can email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. That's Bible at corechurchla.com. Just give me your name and your address, and we will get this in the mail to you because we want to help you and encourage you in this walking relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's it for me today, and I just pray the Lord God would bless you and that he would keep you and he would give you the wonderful rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app, available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 347-89, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.